from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is the international service in English from Adventist World Radio in Pune. On our broadcast today, we have music followed by a story for children. With more music coming in, you will also hear a short message from God's word. This is Maureen. I'm your host Sharad and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. We are standing on the threshold of the crisis of ages. False religion prevails everywhere. The cup of iniquity is overflowing. The cross of Calvary is lost sight of. The love of many have waxed cold. As Jesus rightly predicted, disaster by land and sea follow one another in quick succession. When men are absorbed in pleasure, business and money making, I am going to come, he says. Friends, Jesus is coming. Isn't that wonderful news? Just close your eyes and picture the scene. With anthems of celestial melody, the holy angels attend him on his way. He comes not as a man of sorrows to drink the bitter cup of shame and woe, but he comes as a victor in heaven and earth to judge the living and dead. Well, I just can't wait to see this glorious scene. I want to get ready to meet my savior. Don't you want to join me? This song was written by my sister-in-law Dr. Malika on December 27, 2006, the fateful day after tsunami struck India. We all were present as a part of the relief team. listening to the cries of anguish and depth of human woe and suffering her heart was touched to pen these words Take us and keep us from the pain of this world 
listening to Adventist World Radio the voice of hope from Pune India and now it's time to hear a story dear friends today i'm going to tell you a story entitled the little orphan princess this is a story of good queen victoria she was born on may 24 1819 when a child she was often called the may little flower She was not the daughter of a king and she did not know that she might some day be the queen of England. She was very much like other little girls. She liked to play with toys and to run and play at the seashore. She had no brother or no sister, but she had many dolls. The little princess herself made some of these dolls which were very beautiful. Others however were quaint jointed wooden dolls such as few children of the present days have seen The little princess had very few playmates but her dolls were to her like real people she dressed them like famous men and women she had heard about several of her english dolls represented henry 8 one of the kings of england and others represented queen elizabeth one group of dolls were dressed to represent the well-known english poet shakespeare and many other famous literary people the dolls were all properly dressed in such costumes as were then worn little victoria was taught to sew and her dolls costumes were made with great care Her father died when she was a baby. Victoria was brought up very carefully by her mother. One day, she saw a beautiful doll in a shop window. How she did want the doll. But she had spent all the money her mother had given her, her for that month and she knew it would do no good to ask for more. So into the shop went little princess Victoria and begged the shopkeeper to keep the doll for her until she could save the money to pay for it. Then for a month she saved her money until she had enough for the beautiful doll. She went to get it at 7 o'clock in the morning before the shopman had opened his doors for the day. The king of England was Victoria's uncle. He had no children and Victoria's mother knew 
that when he died her little girl would be the queen but victoria knew nothing about this her mother was a sensible woman and the little princess was brought up in a wise and simple manner she was taught to be regular in eating exercising studying and sleeping it is said that as a child her breakfast consisted of bread and milk and fruits and that for the evening meal she had bread and milk her dinner was also very simple princess victoria received her education under her mother's loving care from 10 to 12 every morning and from 2 to 4 in the afternoon were her regular hours of study she was taught to speak and to write french and german still more carefully was she taught to use her own language well she was taught history and arithmetic she was taught to sing and to draw nor did her wise mother neglect to teach her to cook and to sew and to be useful at home victoria learned to spend money wisely to think before speaking to be careful of the feelings of others and to try to make others happy when she was 18 years old all the people of england had a holiday one of her birthday present was a piano from her uncle king 4 weeks later her uncle king william ford died when victoria received the sad news tears came to her blue eyes she was no longer a happy princess she was a queen queen victoria tried to govern her people justly in every way she taught to make them happy she was also kind to the poor and the needy when an eastern ruler asked her the secret of england's success the noble woman placed her hand reverently on the holy bible and said this book is the secret of england's success victoria reigned a little more than 63 years when she lay on her deathbed dean farrar a very dear friend came to her do you think my lord will come soon she asked i wish he could come before i go i would lay the diadem of england at his feet i would place my country's crown on his brow he alone is worthy to wear a royal crown when she died thousands of people all over the world felt that they had lost a good friend thank you for a inspiring story friends god's word is our guide to success it teaches us the truth and equips us with the skills and understanding to live life to the fullest indeed this honesty jealousy anger hatred revenge avarice prejudice selfishness and exploitation are shown to be factors which destroy peace within the individual in relationship and in society dear listener love understanding forgiveness reconciliation acceptance of one's fault generosity personal commitment to justice and peace are upheld as values which can guide a young person throughout life and bring peace and harmony on earth when they are practiced by all well friend to learn more on god's word 
You're welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio Post Box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India You can also email us on adventismediacenter@gmail.com Do follow these programs on our website that is awr.org/englishprogram Before you hear God's word Here's another song. Lord, you know that I've been foolish. I've been blind. I've let my doubts and my confusions cloud my mind. I have walked in my own wisdom. I've been Of all that once I clung to, Lord, I come. Though in your eyes I know I'm nothing, yet I come. With your hand that once was nail-scarred just for me, touch me now and make me all that I should be. to hear God's word dear listener today we are going to talk about marriage genesis and fall marriage began in an ideal setting with two perfect people marriage was to be a relationship of mutual companionship joy and continuous development with the creator as coach and consultant but lucifer also saw the tremendous potential of the family He has relentlessly 
try to destroy the effectiveness of families in each successive generation. With the exit of perfect peace and harmony, family histories have been lived out in compact conditions. The great cosmic controversy between Christ and Satan, between good and evil, plays out its finale not only in Earth's history but also behind the closed doors of today's families. Ashwin and Bina are casualties in this battle. Their 18-year-old marriage is tired and wearing thin. The for better or worse is definitely feeling worse. Minor irritations have become major showdowns. Ashwin is becoming more disillusioned with his job. The promotions have not eventuated and he feels he is being sucked into a dark tunnel with no escape route. Bina is looking for a change in pace too, trying to balance her roles as a wife, mother, homemaker and executive is taking its toll on her midlife years. Meanwhile, teenagers Ravi and Ruby are facing struggles with their peers, frustration at school, uncertainty about their future, pornography, addiction, and disinterest in church going. They feel lost and disconnected from their parents. Dear listener, there is a marriage covenant. Let's revive that. Not too promising a picture, yet in the Bible we see God moving remarkably among the dysfunctional families. In the midst of the family disputes, despair, deception, rape, and murder, we also see the possibilities of restoration, grace, and redemption. Indeed, God's intention was that all families of the earth might be blessed through Abraham's extended family. Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 It was the covenant agreement between God and His people that became the focus of hope in the most desperate of times. Covenant is not based on human efforts or failure, but on God's faithfulness. His faithfulness extends to families today. Jesus linked the new covenant to forgiveness at the Last Supper. The cup symbolized His spilled blood, providing forgiveness and reconciliation. In the families torn apart by irreconcilable differences, grace and forgiveness become indispensable, not just from God but from each other. Parents often ask how children in the same family can be so different. It is in the order of God that persons of varied temperament should associate together. Learning to appreciate differences within the family prepares us for getting along with all kinds of people in the wider community. Because of our unique differences, God shows His love to us in many different ways. He delights to spend time with us and give us His focused attention. He gives good gifts and His acts of service include humility and the ultimate sacrifice of His life. We are told that He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities and His words of affirmation inspire us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 Dear listener, how about speaking the right language? 
many have found the five love languages helpful in discovering the best way to give and receive love more recently a couple have identified the five languages of apology which relate to communication patterns in families communities schools the workplace and international politics when one has been hurt by another appropriate acknowledgement of that wrong is necessary in order for the healing and recovery to begin in two years of research this couple found that different people require different types of apology merely saying sorry may sound insincere to some people and insufficient to bind the wounds some need to hear a person accept responsibility for their actions others need to hear how a repetition of this problem will be avoided in the future in the bible we have a classic example of these different languages of apology being used to seek forgiveness and reconciliation abigail's strenuous effort to shower on david a number of different languages of apology certainly resulted in number of unexpected and far reaching benefits dear listener let's enjoy the journey together marriage is a hard work but marriage can also be profoundly satisfying and a flood of irreplaceable memories remind us of a deeply satisfying journey with the god who is faithful even when we are not here are the five languages of apology expressing regret saying i am sorry accepting responsibility saying i was wrong making restitution saying what can i do to make it right genuinely repenting saying i'll try not to do that again requesting forgiveness saying friends will you please forgive me the journey has been neither static nor predictable everything has changed along the way the road the vehicles the landscape the weather fellow travelers and even determination and energy levels to keep going dear listener in the midst of changing circumstances surroundings and neighbors god's people have always found their source of strength and security in the faithfulness of god and god who is there doesn't change the same yesterday today and forever is always there for us god bless you let's pray our loving father we want to thank thee for our families we want to live a happy life according to your will and wish bless us so that we can get along with each other and use the five languages of love and apology thank you for being there for us always in jesus holy name we ask amen I have 
Stripped of all that once I clung to, Lord, I come. Though in your eyes I know I'm nothing, yet I come. With your hand that once was nail-scarred just for me, touch me now and make me all that I should be. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You may also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you. Bye.